Thank you so much for, for uh, pay attention. Thank you so much, uh, Scott, uh, Dale, and the pastor, uh, Mark, for let, let, let us to be here. It, it, is, it is a joy. It is a joy for us. And we are so thankful because many of you have contacted us, sent us an email, say that you are praying for us. I know um, many of you also offer uh, uh, or share from your blessings to us. And we just want to say thank you. We're, we really want to say thank you. And my, and my lack of, of English, I don't know other word to say thank you. I just thank you, thank you, thank you. And I just want to keep saying every single time. And I really mean it from my heart because we are really thankful with you. And, but I was wondering how we can be thankful with God. I mean, he gave us everything. Everything. There is nothing that we have that do not come that do not come from him nothing and today the title of the sermon is the grateful says thank you the grateful heart says thank you and i want to take you in the bible to to witness a man that had a thankful heart and how we can take steps as him or like him to be thankful as him. Because we will see in that part of the Bible that Jesus was thankful for him to be thankful. And I do not want that after this day, all of us will return to our, our homes as, as like every, every day. And we just take for granted every single blessing from the Lord. I want that you go with me to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. And besides of those steps to be thankful as Jesus wants us to be thankful. I want that all of us learn some attributes about Jesus. And I'm pretty sure those attributes you already know. Those attributes you already know, but we will remember them because when we see the attributes of Jesus acting in our life, we have to be thankful. We have to be thankful. Let's read the Bible. Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. While he was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, ten men with leprosy who stood at a distance met him. And they raised their voice, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. Now one of them when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at feet, uh, his, his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samarian. But Jesus responded and said, Where there are not ten cleans, but the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith 
has made you well. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing to have your Bible in our hands. Thank you because each of us, we can have a copy and we can, we can read, Lord, what you want us to know. Please let us be thankful. Let us um, help us to see in this part of the scripture the attitudes that we need to have to be thankful. Help me to give this sermon, Lord. Use your spirit to connect us with you and learn more about you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want that we pay attention in the attributes of Jesus, and then I want that at the end we follow the steps of a man that was really thankful with God. The first attribute that I want to point out to you is that Jesus was and is an evangelistic, an evangelist. Why I say that Jesus is evangelist? Where where we see this in in the Bible? Well, when he said, well, the Bible said, like in the chapter uh, verse eleven, that he was on the way to her Jerusalem. He was passing between Samaria and Galilee. He was just not in a tourist trip. He was going village after village, proclaiming that the, the kingdom of God have come, that he is the Messiah, that they have to repent from their sins. Jesus is taking every day of their life, of his life, sharing the gospel. Attribute of being an evangelist. Jesus was an evangelist. And in his journey to the cross, in that particular day, there are 10 leprosy, 10 lepers that have lepros, leprosy. And who is telling us this is a doctor because who wrote the Gospel of Luke is a doctor. And why leper, leprosy was a big deal in those days? Well, Number one, it was a sickness or a disease uncurable. Do not have a cure. And I think nowadays there is treatment, but not cure. A leper has to live out of his home, out of his city, have to live out of his entire nation. They have to be living in the wilderness. Why? Because in Leviticus 13 and 14, God said, to the old nation of Israel, they could not have any leper living inside of the city. To have leprosy was a sentence of death. Nowadays, will be compared kind of like a half cancer. But when you have a, um, a relative that have cancer, you are able to go with him or with her to the hospital, and and you are able to have compassion and, and, and trying to um, cheer up that heart that is in pain, that, that is feeling different emotions during the journey of the disease, a leper do not have any of that. Leprosy start with initial symptoms are like, like a light or a dark spots or nodules on the skin resulting in skin lesion and loss, loss of sensation of the affected area. Other symptoms include 
muscle weakness and tingling sensations in their hands and feet. The disease causes skin ulcers, neurological, nor neurological damage, and muscle weakness that worsen over time. And usually a person with leprosy ends losing fingers, nose, lips, ears, toes, and even the whole arm to, to see or to witness a leper was not something that you want to witness. It is any beauty in the, in the person, it, it, it gets lost. And then we have these 10 lepers yelling out loud to Jesus, please have mercy on us. They were desperate. And when a person have leprosy in those times, they, they will pay for whatever cure was found. And, and they do not care if they become uh, poor. They only care to have health. We have in Second of Kings, a man, a wealthy man named Neman, that he was the general of the Syrians, one of the most um, worst enemy of Israel. And he is the second in that kingdom, uh, kind of like at the right hand of the emperor of the Assyrians. And he gets leprosy. And he hears from one of his slaves that was Israelite that there is a prophet called Elisha in that tiny small town from a, a small kingdom called Israel that could heal him. And you know what that man does? Because do not want to have leprosy? He takes all his possessions. He jump in his uh, horse and st start a journey from thousands of miles from the capital of his kingdom to search and find this man. He was willing to give all his fortune just to avoid leprosy in his body. That big of a deal was to have leprosy. People willing to lose everything if they could have health. So these 10 guys have desperation, have been living in desperation. They probably lost hope because every year they are might be losing other part of, of their body and the reason that they were 10 is because they were lonely. I told you like when a le leper, when a person got leprosy, was told that he has to leave the town, has to leave the nation, live in the wilderness. And they were so lonely that the only friends that they could find were other lepers. And can you imagine that you are in a group of friends that you know is that, that you are joining there or you're joining to that group because you are going to die? And anyone in that group is also about to die. It is a hopeless condition. To have leprosy was a hopeless condition. But 
in that path, they see Jesus coming. They see Jesus coming, and, and it's amazing that they recognize him. That they recognize him. How you were, you were able to recognize me if I come in a few years later because you saw me already. Or you might be watching some of uh, the, our pictures in social media. But that time there was no social media. That time there was no pictures. How they recognize Jesus? Well, uh, because he has the second attribute that I want to share with you this morning. He has a good testimony. Good testimony. Good testimony was flying. The good testimony of Jesus was flying around all the little village in Israel. And they knew that this master had power to heal. And they have here that other lepers have been healed. And they say, this is my chance. This is my chance to be clean and I am not going to take it away. And I love what they say in verse, in verse 13. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. And they say like they yell. And also they yell because they were at the distance. They don't want to give this contagious disease to the Lord Almighty. They were acting in respect, asking for mercy. And listen, mercy here means that a person that, that, that is begging for mercy understand that that person do not deserve what he's, going to, what he's asking for or cannot pay back. Jesus, Master, I cannot pay you back. Please heal me. Jesus, Master, I don't deserve to be clean. Please heal me. That's what that little word means. Mercy. They do not have a cure. They can pay the miracle back. No one is wealthy as Neiman to give all his fortune to Jesus to heal them. But we see here the third and fourth attribute about Jesus. The third attribute is he's obedient. And the fourth attribute is that he is powerful. He has power above any disease. Why I say that Jesus is obedient? Well, listen, read with me the verse 14. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priest. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Go and show yourself to the priest. This was a command at the Old Testament that every leper, the thing that he's getting clean, he will have to do. That was a command from God. 
you know, Jesus didn't say like, well, you are asking for mercy. I'm the almighty. You can be clean. Oh, don't worry to go to the, to the, to the, to the Pharisees or to the priests. They won't believe that I clean you. The, what only matters is like, you know that I clean you. Jesus is obedient. Obedient to himself. He declared the steps to take in order for a man to be declared, to be declared clean. Jesus is obedient. And Jesus is powerful. And we could talk about other attributes about how Jesus is original. Because one, uh, one of the diseases that he battled a lot was people that was blind and people that had leper, leprosy. And he cleaned them and healed them in different ways. Different ways. One time, Jesus touched a leprosy, a leper, and he got clean. And this time, he's telling these lepers, go and show yourself to be declared clean. Read with me now verse 14 to 16. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourself to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Now, one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell, and he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. He was a Samaritan. I want to say here that the word of praising God or giving thanks, it is something that we see in the original language, in the Greek, that he was constantly, non-stopping, giving thanks to God. Constantly, non-stopping, giving thanks to God. This is the man that I really want that all of us, we can be like him. Because, number one, he recognized in what big trouble he was. He recognized that there is no cure for his leprosy. He recognized that he cannot pay for a miracle. And he went to the only source, the only man that could help him. Praising God in an unstoppable way. A grateful heart says things. And from all these ten people, from, on, from all these ten ex-lepers, only one returned. And you know what? Luke, the doctor, tells us that he is a Samaritan. What is the deal that he is a Samaritan? He is already healed. Well, Jews and Samaritans were not friends. Practically Jews and any other nation were not friends. Even nowadays. It was disgusting for a Jew to even go inside of a home 
of a no-you person. We can assume that the other nine that were with this guy were Jews. Only one return. Nowadays, what it, I, want, I wanted to give you an example of how it would be like one enemy of Israel will return to say tanks. Well, all of us know what is happening with uh, Israel and Hamas. It's really sad. It's really sad. But imagine that one soldier, one terrorist of Hamas, is the one who returned to say thank you to Jesus because he has been healed from leprosy. That was shocking from all the disciples. That was shocking that the enemy of God is coming to say thank you. One Samaritan, one enemy of God. And he not only returned to say thank you, he is saying thank you non-stoppable, constantly giving thanks. And what he does is adore Jesus. Is adore Jesus. And listen, why I say that is adore to Jesus? Well, the Bible says, like he fell on his face at his feet, Jesus' feet, giving thanks to him. He went and surrendered. To Jesus, knowing that he was the only one that could heal him. And listen, previously, everybody called him master, teacher, rabbi. But this attitude is showing that these Samaritans have realized that this is the Messiah. This is the Messiah. The person that they have been waiting for generations to show up. He show up and clean him from leprosy. And the only thing that he can do is fell in his face and worship the Lord Almighty. In, in a way, non-stoppable, constantly giving thanks to him. That Messiah... And you know what? Many people say like Jesus never said that he was the Messiah in the Bible. I disagree with that statement. He said that he was the Messiah and he also act as the Messiah. Because we don't see here in this part of the scripture that he grabbed a man and stand there and said like, hey, hey, don't worship me, please. In the whole Bible, the only one that accept worship was God. And I want that you go with me to Revelations 22, verse 8 and 9. When an apostle is trying to worship an angel that have shown him what is going to happen at the end of the time. Revelations 22, 8 to 9. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and seen them, I fell down to worship 
at the feet of to the angel who had been showing them to me. But he said to me, don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your fellow prophets and with all who keep the words of this scroll. Worship God. Jesus accepted the worship of this Samaritan ex-leper. He is the Messiah. And the sixth attribute I want to tell you. That he is a savior. He forgives sins. And you know what? This is amazing because leprosy, it is comparing the Bible with sin. Many times. Many times in the Bible, we see how God is showing that to be, to be in a sinful nature is kind of have leprosy. You cannot have a cure. You depend only on God to have cure. And why I say that this man, that, that God is a savior? Well, if we read together Luke 17, 19, the, the scripture there says, And he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. And you know, have made you well, it could be kind of like, a, well, you make you well, your faith make you well because you don't have leprosy anymore. The word, the word in Greek is soso. That is used to heal someone and to save someone. But what we see here and my, I think my grammar teacher is going to be happy about me because when he said, when Jesus said like, your faith has made you safe, that's in present, in perfect tense. Perfect tense. That means that that's a statement that that person is not only clean from his leprosy, he's also safe. And why I told you that he is safe? Well, he declared and accepted that that man that healed him from leprosy was the Messiah. When he surrendered his life, when he abandoned all proud thing in his heart, and, his and he fell in his face and started worshiping God, that was the moment that Jesus declared him safe. In other versions, in Spanish and English, we see, we read this portion of the Bible say like, your faith have saved you. Jesus is a savior. Jesus forgives sins. And you know what? I really want that all of us will take the attitude of this man. Because each of us, we have the same disease. That disease, that disease of, of the sin. There is not doctor that can take you away from your sin nature. There is not doctor that could heal you. Only Jesus, the Messiah... The man that has a good testimony. The man that is an evangelist. 
the one that is obedient, the one that has power above any disease, the man that is the Messiah and the Savior could save you and could save me. And he did that at the cross. And you know what? When we read that this man was unstoppable giving things, it makes a, make a look in the Bible that he was forever saying thank you. The rest of his life was so thankful that he keep glorifying God for that miracle. Why? Because he was able to get everything back. He was able to go to his family. He was able to go to his neighbors, to his friends. And all of us, we are separate from God. But when we receive Jesus in our heart, we are able to get everything back. Communion with the Lord. And you know what? What makes you feel when someone is not thankful with you? What makes you feel? I'm pretty sure that you are not happy with that person that is not thankful with you. Jesus neither. Why I say this? Go with me to the verse 17 and 18. But Jesus responds and say, Where there are not ten cleans, but the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? That's a complaint. That's a holy complaint. And you know what? That's a complaint that God is still doing. I sent my son Jesus to die at the cross for all humans and they are not returning to repent from their sins and they prefer to live in their sin nature and if you are a believer are you enjoying your sin nature are you keeping your sin and delightful and enjoying it by yourself Jesus is not thankful with the people that is not thankful. Jesus demands from us thankfulness. The thankful heart says thank you. And the only way that I know that Jesus wants us to be thankful is on being obedient. Obedient to his commands. Whoever loves me, do my commands. And listen, only Christians, only believers, only disciples can say thank you to Jesus. If you are not a believer, doesn't matter how much you follow the Bible, you cannot say thanks to him. Because he first wants that you recognize him as the Messiah, that you fell in his, at his feet and you start worshiping him. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing and the honor that you gave us to have your Bible. Please, Lord, help us to be thankful. Help us to be like that leper, an enemy of the Jews' nation. 
that he didn't care who he was. He recognized in what big trouble he was. He recognized that you were the only one that could heal him. And he went and asked for mercy, knowing that he cannot pay you back, knowing that he doesn't deserve it, but knowing that you can do it. Please, Lord, forgive us because sometimes or sometimes often we are not thankful. We take for granted your blessings. Please forgive us. But from now on, let us keep saying thank you. Constantly, unstoppable, praising your name. Help us to be like this ex-leper Samaritan. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much.